Welcome or welcome back to episode nine of Lift You Up. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. And on today's episode, I'm going to introduce you to a fellow cane. But before I do, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. If you like this podcast, hit subscribe on YouTube and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to see you there. But today you're going to meet Jessica Marcarelli. She is a fitness professional and she really knows her stuff. She went from high intensity workouts, which is something we had in in common when we went to college together at the University of Miami. We were even on dance team together. Um, But after an injury, she, she transitioned to teaching yoga and bar classes. She's also talking about how she thinks the fitness industry is changing during this time as we are all dealing with coronavirus. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Well, I'm super excited to be here today with Jessica Marcarelli, who is a good old friend of mine from the U. If you've been watching this show, you'll get to see, or if you haven't already seen, that I keep bringing on my fellow canes, which is something I love to do. So Jessica, thanks for being here with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Go Canes. (laughs) Go Canes. Well, first of all, I'll say we know each other from University of Miami, but we both ended up being on the Sensations dance team. I feel like at points we were both obsessed with like running the loop and being super active. And now, you know, your love of being active and fitness really ended up morphing into your career and what you're doing now. So I want to learn a little bit more about your story, kind of where you started and where this passion for what you do came from. Yeah, sure. My love for fitness, I think, really didn't even come until college around the time that we met. Um, That's really when I first was introduced to like what working out, you know, what we would traditionally think of, like spending more time weightlifting and on the treadmill and all that. And that's really when it started to come in. And I, uh, I think back to that, too, and I think that at first it ended up being almost like kind of a little damage control, you know, coming into college and gaining weight and learning like how to navigate, like now I'm like having to feed myself and like, how do I, how do I fit this into like what I want my life to be? And, and so it's, it's funny to think of like, first it came about that way. And then I think that working it in and, and having a love for our fitness center just grew as we got older. Yeah. And I mean, it definitely helps that we were going to college in a city like Miami, where I feel like people are so conscious about, you know, being healthy, how they look, exercising. It's definitely much more part of the culture than it is in other parts of the country, too. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that when it initially, you know, came up is again, like I said, like, you know, gaining weight and like trying to figure out, like, how do I navigate this new world. And it kind of became for me almost like it started as almost an unhealthy obsession, you know, where I'm like spending way too much time in the gym, like more than what a normal person would be able to do in like the real world. And so, you know, after college, like trying to balance that. And then I got really into running because being a broke uh, post grad, uh, that's the only thing I could afford was to run. (laughs) So I got really into running and actually 
from that is um, when I got introduced to Lululemon and Lululemon at the time they were just starting off. Uh, now it's like such a well-known Canadian, you know, athletic apparel brand, but they were just starting off and were just opening up their first store in Miami. And so I kind of got introduced to them and I started working um, with Lululemon for a couple years out of college. Um, but that's actually what got me more into then group fitness classes. Uh, and really, I, and that was kind of the, around the time that there was a boom of you saw more boutique fitness style classes, you know, more spinning studios were popping up and that kind of thing. And so that was really what started to introduce me. And I think, too, that was like what was able to keep my uh, little workout obsession going because then, you know, we we're taking classes all around town. And that was kind of part of the gig um, is that you get to know all the trainers and teachers. And so that's what introduced me to more of like spinning and Pilates and yoga and even Bikram classes, even CrossFit classes. Um, and back then too, I started off as being more into like the high intensity, like the CrossFits and, and that kind of thing um, more, than, more than the yoga. I think the CrossFit, and I also think personally because it was still something that gave me uh, quicker results um, physically, like I felt like I noticed a difference right away. And so I think that's kind of what really developed my love and appreciation for that and that feeling, you know, it's a, it's something that uh, I think a sense of accomplishment that you feel that rush of endorphins after a high intensity class like that. Yeah. I think we've both been kind of similar in that way. And as far as like really liking the high intensity, um, I mean, we kind of went through that with a, a week of boot camp um i will tell all of you who are watching this how we spent like six seven days of boot camp preparing to be on the university of miami's sensations dance team which was pretty much like 12 hours a day of madness <laughs> of just not stopping so i always was under the impression that you know if it wasn't painful or like a puke worthy workout <laughs> like i wasn't really working out. I think that once you start like working it into like your work day too, right? You're like, I only have this amount of time. Like maybe it's a minute or two or an hour or two rather, you know, to get from your commute to your workout and then to get home and shower and make dinner or go to work or wherever it fits into your timeline. And I think that a lot of times we're like, we just want to get the most out of it in that time that we have. So, uh, and I think that's where, you know, high intensity stuff really feels effective. Right. So you were mainly into high intensity workouts. Um, and I know what you do now is more bar and yoga. Yoga was also for me then I was a power yoga and that was it. Like, cause same thing. I wanted to get a sweat. I wanted to get a workout. I wanted to feel like I made the most of my time. Um, after that, I, I, I was with Exhale and then I, I was kind of recruited. I had an opportunity to go work for a medical office. Um, and that's the first time that I feel like I was at like what we would consider like a normal job you know I had like a normal desk job nine to five Monday through Friday and this was like really the first time I was I was in that position and um when I had joined there I also agreed to do my um yoga teacher certification so I started learning to teach power yoga again um but also then I was starting this desk job and it just wasn't right for me I think um Maybe it was too going into something that was so different for me, um, but I just knew it didn't, I didn't feel healthy. This was probably like the heaviest I had been to, you know, and, and I was someone that was still working 
uh, exercise into my day. You know, that was something that that continued with me through all of my journeys is that that was like the one non-negotiable, like is that I'll work out. I was sitting at a desk all day. I was unhappy at my job. I'd go to CrossFit uh, at night and then I was teaching, learning to teach yoga and then eventually did start teaching yoga. And um, first I'll say that the, when I started teaching yoga, that was like, it was shocking to me that I was getting paid for it because it was something that I really realized how much I enjoyed doing. Like, I'm like, wow, I don't really care if you pay me or not. Cause I was like, this is something I like wanted to do and wanted to show up for, which I think number one is just like such a clear sign. Um, and then mm-hmm. the other part of that too, is with the, with the CrossFit, I actually ended up bulging a disc in my back. And I just say with CrossFit because it happened while I was doing something there, but I think it was just a recipe of all the things adding up. It was a lot of uh, flexion on my spine. And at some point my back uh, just kind of gave out. From that, I started to go to physical therapy and my physical therapist was actually like, you can't work out. And I'm like, okay, but what do you mean? Like, what can I do? You know, like, cause yeah. not working out was like not an option in retrospect. You're like, oh, maybe all the signs really were there. Like that's what that pain was or that, you know, you felt mm. a little discomfort and your body was trying to tell you, but you didn't know what, what it meant and like, um, how to listen. And, um, yeah, so I, my physical therapist eventually let me do the elliptical and he let me do bar classes. And so then I started getting really into bar classes because it was really the only form of exercise I could do, but it really resembled so many of the exercises that I would do at a physical therapy session. I uh, was then approached again by Exhale and they had an opening for the position that I am in currently, which is to oversee and manage their now fitness program rather than just the sales piece. So now for the past three years, I've been teaching bar and yoga classes, you know, about 10 classes a week and then overseeing their entire uh, fitness teachers and class schedule and all that at the South Beach location. Now, uh, going back a little bit to the your injury, were you in a lot of pain at that time? I knew that something was wrong, like when it happened. And of course, you know, we're the type that were like, I'm going to push through it. Of course, I finished my workout that day you know in my mind I was like I'm listening by like going with a lighter weight but really I probably should have like stopped a long time ago yeah it was I mean there was a lot of discomfort and it took you know probably took like a solid six months until I really felt like I was you know at first it's like even bending down to pick something up you're just like whoa like and and your body remembers things too you know so it's like it really puts the brakes on the second that it feels something that like might be familiar to that again. And, and mm-hmm. to be honest, it's still, it still is kind of like an everyday thing. Cause again, your body is just always in this state of like protection. And so um, the more that I can strengthen, you know, core muscles and, and those types of things and like give my body what it needs to, to kind of rebalance everything out, then I really feel the difference. Okay. So at this point now, you can do yoga, you can do bar classes and teach them. Is high intensity out the window? It's not out the window, but I probably won't ever uh, look at it the same. And maybe it's with age too, you know, it's like with age and experience. And I think that everybody's bodies are just different and they're built differently. And now that I've, um, you know, experienced really great results too from a bar class um, and I supplement it with, you know, other cardio and I still run and I like to do spinning and things like that too. But um, 
yeah, I think it's like all about just having a balance and finding like a balance that works for you and not feeling like you have to be stuck on one, you know, like I didn't need to define myself as being like just one of these things, but like really if you can keep shocking your body by incorporating all these different things, then you're gonna find all the same results. We talked about the injury. You were in a, a job that you were just like, okay, this is not right for me. And you could feel it, you knew. And then you transitioned into this role that you've been in for the last three years with Exhale. And now you're all of a sudden teaching these classes. How are you feeling at that moment? Was it a natural transition for you? It felt like, and, and I hate to be like cliche with it, but it just felt like something that I was meant to do that I was right. You do get a lot of um, feedback in the moment from people because like, you know, if people are coming back to take your class or right. like if they're like stopping at the front desk to like let them know how they felt about it. At the end of the day, like I'm not doing it for me, I'm doing it for other people. So if I can see that people are getting something out of it, um, then that's just what's gonna, what I'm gonna get the most out of it. And that's where I feel like, um, that I felt like I was able to contribute something to, to to other people and for them to see a value in their time. You know, again, like if you get this two hour window of your day to like squeeze your workout in or whatever it is, like that people choose it to spend, you know, with me, that's like a big responsibility on my end to deliver something that's, um, they're gonna get the most, you know, bang for their buck. So were you seeing that positive reinforcement right away where people were like, what were they saying about your classes? Were they coming back? I'm guess obviously they were. <laughs> I think it's funny. I'm I'm the type of person that I'm just a perfectionist and like I would never, you know, I made sure that I was like as set up and prepared as I could possibly be. And I was always kind of like, just fake it until you make it, right? Like no one else in that room needs to know that this is the first class I've ever taught. <laughs> you know, like maybe tell them after the fact so that they go a little easier on you. But like, I really wasn't um, announcing how new I was. So then I'm like, people have no idea that I could have been doing this for the past 10 years and and it would all be, you know, they would never, they would never know the difference. And so I think that like, mm -hmm. if you're just able to get up and show up and like, and I did a lot of research and I really studied um, to to decide, you know, what kind of teacher and how I wanted to be um, for my students. How did you see your body respond or even maybe some of those who took your classes respond to yoga and bar versus the high intensity? Did it start to change your mind too about how you know your body responded to that type of workout, a different workout? It did. And, you know, it's, it's something too that I think that I well number one I tell I tell people that I think bar is like running I feel like people don't walk in and immediately love bar every time and it's kind of the same thing I think with like when people go for a run like a lot of people unless you're like an avid runner aren't like I love running but I think the more that you do it then the easier easier in a sense like easier it gets for your mind to like understand what's expected and then the easier you get and the better you get then the more results you see from it so it's kind of one of those things right it's like how like it takes a little consistency it has changed my perception on it and i think that it's you just have to know what you're what you're willing to put into it again it's not going to be like maybe the immediate result or like feeling of you're going to throw up like you would get from a boot camp or like a hit class but know that the results are coming in different ways and in terms of like still strengthening and toning and i think it's so safe for everyone to do and i think that there's something to be said about that
Right. Because, you know, eventually over the years, and I even saw this myself, someone who used to run or spend 45 minutes on a Stairmaster or even just dancing as long as we did, you know, you, you start to feel it in your knees. And I've had some knee injuries and it's, you know, it's difficult to come back from those. So I think a lot of people, if you're active and doing a lot of that high intensity workout, whatever it was at some point, have experienced an injury. So it sounds like this is a good option to continue getting a good workout and strengthening that can work for people with injuries. Yeah, and I think right? it's it, it really helps with like more stabilization type exercises okay. too. And I think like as you age, the more that you can support like all your joints, um, the better and you know, the more that you can learn to balance and and with aging is so huge. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can obviously see the excitement and the passion that you have for what you do. And then over the last few months, we're dealing with coronavirus that is just rapidly changing every industry and everything needing to move online. Tell me where you are as far as with fitness and this whole change that's happening right now. You just see everything start to switch over to like this virtual platform and like all together as like a, a community of fitness professionals, you know, we really had to figure out how to navigate. And I think you see people kind of coming together because it's like, you know, do you go on Instagram? Do you go on Zoom? Like what worked for you? Like, why'd you get kicked off? Like you see people like trying to learn and figure out how to make like their own business work in a time that group you know group fitness is just not an option for me like i started doing um some classes on sundays it's during a time that i would normally teach an in-studio class uh and i've seen it it's it's honestly been very well received like i get so many really nice messages of people that appreciate it and like it provides them with that kind of schedule that normalcy that they're used to having um but it's such a it's such a strange time and i think that it just goes to show like how adaptable we are and that, you know, anything, any little curve balls, like people are going to find a way. And I think that health and wellness, you know, now more than ever, like people are valuing their health and like staying healthy. And so there are ways that fitness is going to like obviously live on and it just might look a little bit different, you know, in the coming months and, and who knows where it goes from here. Well, what do you think about that? Where do you think it goes or where would you like to see it go? Because, right, this is your livelihood, right? You have to think about that going forward. How can I continue to do what I do? Or, you know, where do I see the industry going as a whole? Obviously, like there will be a time when we will be back in group fitness classes. Um, but maybe there's a way that this continues to be incorporated in that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I want to get your thoughts on where you maybe see things going or where you would like to see them go. The thing about group fitness is having that collaboration and that energy and, and there's something to be said about that. But I think that people now um, are realizing that they don't necessarily have to go to a class to get that same, you know, just to get the, the workout in. For teachers and instructors and trainers it kind of got people out of their comfort zones a little bit and like you know at least for me like i wasn't the type that would ever be like broadcasting my classes online for the world to see and now here we are and so i think that like just getting over this initial hump and for people to try to figure out like where their place is that i i do i think that we'll continue to see a lot more of this 
What do you say, um, I don't know, maybe words of advice. I, I know you have a community of fitness prof professionals who are kind of, you know, all in this with you. You know, obviously their routine is different. Um, they're not going into work. Um, income is down or not there at all. Are, is there anything that keeps you going or something you would say to somebody else who's just kind of, you know, in this, this place of uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, there's just so much out there that shows that, you know, movement is, it's it's medicine. I think that people get a lot out of, you know, in terms of, of preventing chronic diseases and boosting your immune system. And there's, there's so many things that benefit movement. And I think that we now more than ever have more time on our hands that we're not commuting, we're not going to the office. I totally recognize that people are out of work right now too, and it's a difficult time and, and maybe, you know, don't have the budgets to pay for boutique pricing classes anymore. Um, but there are so many options for everyone. And I think that, you know, I've even heard of people taking like just YouTube yoga classes. I think it's just like having an awareness and using the resources around you to kind of find out something, but there's truly something for everyone like you can find a way and I think that now um, when we have maybe a lot more time on our hands that it's just trying to find like where the priorities fall yeah so for those who are you know working at home maybe they don't have equipment um, but they're interested in some of the things that you mentioned as far as strengthening and that stabilization are there a couple tips or something that you can offer the audience um, that they can start working on right now? Anything you would tell them to do? Yeah, I mean, all of like my bar classes are total body weight. We don't use anything, it's all your body weight. You know, there's so many different types of, of push-ups that you can do of like squats and lunges and things like that that are just gonna help even that, you know, like controlled movements, but use it as a way to build strength in your body even like holding planks are such amazing, amazing things, you know, just to build your core, to build the strength in your chest. Um, there's just a lot of things that you can do and you really don't, you really don't need like all the bells and whistles that like were nice to have before, you know, but now we're yeah, finding yeah. a way to just do it without it. So planks, how long would you say someone should hold a plank if they're gonna do that once a day or twice a day? Build it up to a minute. Okay. You know, start where you start and then clock yourself, start a timer, see how long you can hold it and then keep building, you know, every day, try, maybe try it again and okay. see how far you get. Okay. And keep going from there. What up to three minutes, four minutes, five yeah. minutes. Yeah. And then like, no, once you get in like a, like I would do a forearm plank. Okay. So yeah. like your forearms down and then you can do a side planks to get more of the side of the waist. And it's also going to help like the thing with planks and pushups too, is that you can really make it total body. And so, um, you know, engaging like your core, maybe you start your pushups with your knees down and find a way to modify for how your body is today and then know that there's so many ways that you can then increase it you can lift one leg off you can balance with one hand you know like whatever it is just find a way to like keep your body guessing keep your body getting a little bit stronger like find a new way to challenge it because if you're in that plank and then all of a sudden 60 seconds feels easy then try 90 seconds on you know and see how long it takes you to build up to it Okay, so if you need a little bit of instruction though and help with some of these strengthening exercises, Jessica does Sunday classes, right? Yes. 
So tell people how they can find these classes and how they can connect with you. Yeah, right now I'm posting them on my Instagram, just on my live. It's at 1030 on Sundays, but I'm open for questions or for comments or for anything at all. If you're looking for any sort of help or assistance just on or you know, notes on tips on where to get started, let me know. My Instagram is Jess Marcarelli. Awesome. We'll make sure to include that below in the show notes. Jessica, is there anything else that you want to share that you feel like I did not ask you? As a whole, we just have to start, like just to start somewhere. You know, I think that we all get in our heads and so often I hear people that are like, well, once I start working out, then I'm going to come take your class or, you know, or like, then I'm going to get the trainer. Like, but I like they, they really have this idea that they have to start somewhere first before they can do those things. But the reality is, is just start, like just do something like one thing a day and notice, you know, maybe yeah. you're doing some jumping jacks before you brush your teeth at night or something like just find a way to add something in and then notice how you can feel, how it makes you feel and then yeah, start something yeah. else the next day, you know, add on a little bit more. I think that's a good point. And I think sometimes people say that and I know I've been there myself um where maybe the gym or a certain class doesn't feel inviting because it's new or it's different or they don't feel like they're there yet or comparing themselves to others um so i'm wondering if too that this new online world or with just more people you know teaching classes or working with clients um and training online that it will maybe make it a little bit more inviting for people to learn that way. I really, I would really hope so. I would love that. And I think that because there is something really intimidating about walking into a, a anywhere for the first time, you yeah. know, and like, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what to expect. You don't know anyone there. Um, which also makes a good point of like, just having someone to hold you accountable to it. And which, you know, if it's in person, maybe that's someone that's going with you or if it's at home, you know, maybe it's someone else that's going to try it and take the class with you at the same time. Also their first time you can share thoughts afterwards, bounce ideas off, you know, I think that it goes a long way just to have someone else to share an experience with. And maybe that's even the trainer, you know, and I think that like having things virtual gives them people the opportunity that like you can jump on, you can follow me in advance. You can know, you know, a little bit about me. And then maybe if you come take my class, then you're going to feel like a little more comfortable around me. Yeah, no, I love that. So we'll make sure, make sure to follow Jessica, connect with her on her Instagram. She's going live Sundays at 1030. Um, and all that information will be below in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you. Thanks, Tinka. It's time to work on some strengthening and stabilization. And Jessica Marcarelli is definitely the right person to do that with. Go ahead, check her out on one of her free live Instagram Sunday classes and connect with her. All of her information is below in the show notes. If you like this episode, I would love it if you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Also connect with me on LinkedIn. Again, my name is Tamika Bickham. I look forward to hearing from you. And I'd also love to hear your feedback, your honest feedback. So leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, I'll see you next week. Stay happy, stay healthy.